Hey, hey, friend, we all know that there are pros and cons to technology. We have so much at our fingertips, so much information, so many resources, and so many opportunities. And there's some really great things. Technology has brought some really great things to my life, to my family's life, and I know it has to yours as well. But then on the downside, the flip side of that, there are definitely some cons. And I'm not going to use this episode to list all of those pros and all of those cons because really want to focus here on how do we as homeschool parents who want to give our children like an old fashioned childhood, what maybe we remember from growing up, how do we do that and balance technology in our homeschool? And I'm really seeing a movement of this, of parents becoming more intentional and saying, you know what? I don't want technology to run our lives. Even though there's good things with it, we're going to find that balance, or maybe just find that way of doing a little bit more in life with less technology. And so I'm really seeing a trend towards moving away from technology in their children's lives and just being really conscientious of that. What I have noticed just over the years is that some type of new technology will come out and kids will grasp onto it. And whether it's kids or tweens or teens, And they'll grasp onto it, become something really popular, and kids will go ahead and just jump into it. And then what happens is the negative aspects of that start to be noticed by the parents. And so then the parents, the next generation, start to pull back some after they see and notice some major issues. One example of this would be, I'm not going to use the exact word that's used because maybe you have little kiddos listening here, but however many years ago when there was just originally just texting and you could just text words, and then you were able to attach a photo to that. And we saw a lot of young people taking photos that they should not be taking and then texting those out to other friends. Whether these friends asked for those photos or not, it then became a thing and police departments started to be drawn into this. And then there were laws written about these types of things. So I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. So really just overall, we notice that technology come out, we'll start to embrace it as people and young people especially will grab onto it. And parents don't always recognize the negative aspect, the uh, the con to that technology until some issues really start to arise. And then the next generation of parents will say, whoa, We're watching what's happening and we're pulling back and we don't want our kids involved in that. And so you can kind of probably right now, if you are on any type of social media or aware of anything that's out there, you're fully aware probably of what those issues are right now. And you as a parent are saying, I don't want my kids to fall into that trap. I don't want them to get so hooked into all of these things. But it can sometimes seem like everybody uses technology. So how do we in our homeschool specifically, we'll talk about today, how do we balance the use of technology or not using it as and give our kids actually a really good and decent education? We're going to dive into that topic right now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. 
And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. I completely forgot with the holidays and this with getting started back into everything here in January and launching into the new second half, we'll say, of the homeschool year and just things that I've had going on with my two big kiddos. I completely forgot to let you know that back in December, I was encouraging you to share the podcast with other people because I had this push for trying to reach 100,000 downloads before the end of 2022. And guess what? We were able to do that. So thank you. So Little by Little Homeschool podcast is now sitting at, well, at this point right now, even with recording this a few weeks afterwards, that we're sitting at a little over 100,000 downloads. It's just blowing my mind. It amazes me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. I would love to know what episodes you enjoy the most and a great way to let me know as well as help get this podcast out to even more homeschool moms is to leave a written review. And so if you are on your iPhone, you can go ahead and just scroll to the bottom on your Apple podcast and leave a written review. I'm not sure if other podcast platforms or apps allow you to leave a review, but I never get to see those. (laughs) The only ones that I ever get to see that they ever send me that have visible to me is on Apple Podcasts. So would absolutely love if you would take a moment to go ahead and write down a review of the entire show and also let me know which episodes you enjoy the most. Now, when I started homeschooling over 10 years ago, we're in our 12th year right now, I was actually really blessed to start homeschooling before there was so much technology Literally everything was a book, except for, I think, one typing program that I had my kids eventually do, and it was on a CD-ROM that I would download to onto our big old clunky desktop computer. But with every year that has gone by, and especially, I would say, in the past five years, technology and the use of it in homeschool when it comes to resources and curriculum has become much more prevalent. I think back to some of the curriculums and some of the resources that were used to only be available on a CD-ROM and with a textbook, and now you can completely do it online, and you can just get a membership to the website, which makes it really much more convenient and much easier, especially if you're going to be using those, um, those resources anyway. And especially if you can download it onto your computer and not have to have the internet, because sometimes we go and want to use our laptops and stuff places where there is no internet, such as at the skiing, <laughs> the ski lodge. <laughs> okay, so it's become a lot more prevalent. And I'm going to let you know that this is what my core belief when it comes to homeschooling and technology has grown into. And for some people, it might sound a little bit more old fashioned than what you're looking for. But it has served me well. I've graduated my two older kiddos on the path to graduating in a couple of years, my last homeschool kiddo, and they're all doing fine. They're doing great. They have learned what they need to learn. They have grown in the different areas that God has given them gifts and talents and abilities for and really pushed into those and and sought those out. And we didn't need a ton of technology throughout the entirety of our homeschooling. So this has been my philosophy and my standard for it. And if maybe this is kind of what's in your gut, 
then maybe be like, okay, good. It's I'm not the only one. So you're not crazy if this is how your approach is. So first is that we did no technology besides extra maybe videos and stuff like that for in the elementary years. No technology. There were no programs. There was no, I did no, I mean, I didn't even have the op, the option of it. But if I was to go back again, I would still do the same thing. I honestly kind of cringe in some of these Facebook groups and people say, what's the best app to use to teach reading to my four-year-old? I'm like, don't use anything. Just read to them. You don't have to teach them before. They don't have to be on this technology. So really, honestly, if I was going to do it again, I would do the same thing all over again and have zero, no technology besides extra things that I want to pull in. We're going to watch this uh, documentary about polar bears. It's, you know, age appropriate and stuff uh, that they can understand. It's not something that's meant for adults. And then when we get to the middle school years, I did very limited technology. It might have been we would use a resource for lessons from math, uh, typing or uh, some kind of basic computer program. So just very minimal. Again, there would have been extra videos and that kind of stuff as far as technology, but no 100% courses online, no programs, no nothing fully immersed immersed immersion, <laughs> no full immersion or anything in middle school. Then when it came to high school, we'd begin the high school years and I would maybe do half. That would be something on technology, some type of maybe uh, an English curriculum that would be online, uh, maybe a math, uh, history might be, you know, so I would kind of pick. So it'd be about half and each of my kids, their exact curriculum and exactly how we've done high school has been slightly different. There's a basis, but slightly different in how I approach it. And so in ninth and 10th grade, it would be maybe half would be online or some type of app or something like that. Then as the high school years went on, 11th, 12th grade, it would be by their preference as to what they wanted to do. Some of my kiddos really want to do a lot of stuff online. I'm like, okay, we'll find resources that online. And some are like, no, I actually just want to do my math in a book with a workbook all right, we can do that as well. Or I want to just do my math lesson online. I don't want to actually do the work online. And then later in the high school years, if they're taking online courses, like college courses, then those obviously would be online too. And so if they were a kiddo who did not want other stuff online, I'd say, okay, then we'll do these courses online, but your other stuff we'll just do completely on books and workbooks and other resources. So I kind of let them lead that as far as their preference. And the thing is that that still is, It really was a great indication of their embracing their love and their need or their wanting to get into when it comes to technology. And it's still what it is here today as well. And so I have a couple of ideas for you just to maybe want to jot these down and think through these on how to decide what your approach is going to be and how are you going to actually implement this, these ideas and into a plan and then carry that plan. The first thing would be to decide if this is important to you. You might be listening to this and be like, okay, this lady I'm listening to, she's crazy. She doesn't want you to do anything technology in elementary years. I'm not into that. I'm really into using technology, downloading apps, and using all those resources. So maybe this isn't important to you, and that's okay. Continue listening. Maybe something will kind of like, you know, stick with you. Be like, oh, yeah, that's more of like my speed. But if maybe the rest of you are saying, yes, this is important to me, I want you to decide, yes. This is important to me to carve out a space during my child's homeschooling that they aren't going to be into technology, that we are going to keep this a space that we're just, we're going to be old fashioned about it. Okay. 
And we're going to act like we're like in, you know, the 80s, 90s before all that stuff kind of came out. The second thing is I want you to make sure that you are on the same page with your husband, with dad. Make sure that he is in line with this as well. Maybe he's not as much and he's just like, you know what, I, I'm okay with them using technology, but honey, if this is how you feel, you feel this is important to you, then I fully support you. So either whether he's like on the same page or not, it's just good to have his support and him to know um, your reasons why you want to approach things like this and why it's important to you. The third thing here is to determine guidelines and guardrails now. It is so much easier to make decisions when you're not in the moment. That way, when you get into the moment, when you get into the school day and they're crying for something, the easy thing would be like, here, take the iPad, fool around on these couple of apps. Yeah, you're learning, whatever. You have to decide beforehand. That's not an option. And take those apps off of the iPad. Take the iPad and put it somewhere completely different. Change the passcode or something on it so that a passcode, have your husband change it so you don't even know what it is. Or at least change the passcode so your kids don't know what it is. But decide beforehand, what are your guidelines? What are some guardrails? So that when you come and encounter those situations, you already have an answer for it. You've already determined how this is going to go. And maybe technology has been a really big part of your homeschool and you're feeling the tug, this pull to pull back on it. And your kids are a little bit older. You're going to need to have conversations with them and let them know why. There might be some rough times. They might not quite get it. They might be very resistant and very hesitant towards it. And this is when you have to determine your guidelines and your guardrails and how you really are going to approach this and what you're going to do in certain scenarios so that when you hit that moment, you don't give in. You know what the bigger picture is. You determine that this is important to you. Your husband has is supporting you in this. And then you just have to actually carry through with what you've decided that you're not going to do or what you are going to do. And now if you've decided we don't want a lot or at all technology in our homeschool, this is a time you could get to be creative. See this as a good thing. It's really good for us moms to be creative and use our mind in a different way and seek out and find resources that are going to align with the childhood that we really know, like deep down in our core that we want to give our kids. And we want to spend our time in reading good books and getting outside into nature and pouring into and using resources that are going to come alongside us that also have the same morals and maybe worldview that we have. And we're going to reject some of the easy ways out of just saying, here, just work on this, just just watch this video and just handing, handing them a technology. We get to be creative and it's a good thing, okay? It might be if you're not used to it, might take a little bit, but keep trying, keep trying and you'll become more and more creative. But as we're going along here as homeschool moms, there's going to be scenarios that we're not going to expect. Things are going to come up and there's going to be opportunities maybe for technology and you need to listen to your gut at times when you're presented with choices because you've already decided this is important to you and you've already set up some guidelines some guardrails and you know what your response is when presented with different options. So say you have a friend who's talking about, oh, my kid will learn how to read in uh, just 30 days. I'm just making this up. I'm sure there's something out there that claims that. And it was such a great resource and you would absolutely love it. And then you say, oh, okay, what is it? And they say, oh, it's just this app or, oh, it's this online program. 
but you've decided already that you don't want your child to read from any type of screen. You want to do it a different way. Well, listen to your gut then be like, you can be like, wow, that's, I'm so happy that your child learned how to read in 30 days. That's fantastic. And just listen and then walk away and never download the app, never go into the program, whatever it is. But don't, we don't want to make that other mom feel bad, that that's their choice. And that's what they decided to do with their homeschool. You want to do things a little bit different. That's okay. Just listen and then go ahead on and do what your gut, what you know, what you've already decided that you're going to do in the resources the curriculum, whatever it is that the program, the path that you're going to take to teach your child to read is not going to be what they did. And that's okay. We get to choose. That's the great thing about homeschooling. Now, what if you are then presented with some changes that was not what you're planning on? And you're like, do, do we make this change? Do I make this adjustment? I had said we were going to do, so say you're decide we're going to do none and up through fourth grade, no technology at all, not even videos, nothing. And then something kind of comes up and you're like, well, they're really struggling in, say, their math. And I heard that there's this one video series that would be really helpful for them. My friend told me about it's on YouTube and it's a free resource and I trust this friend. So then you're presented with this. Well, do I make this change? My suggestion is to think about it. Take some time. Don't just make that huge shift. Write down the name of the YouTube channel. Think about it a little bit. Go ahead and preview it. Think about it a little bit more spend some time in prayer and then kind of do like a heart gut check on it and say, you know, I actually feel a little bit of peace about maybe watching one of these 10 minute videos on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for a couple weeks. And we'll see where we land at that point. And then just go from there because there, again, there are some great resources out there. We want to watch that we don't become super legalistic and super tight in our convictions. Now, yes, there are some convictions we should be very tight on. But when it comes to the technology, maybe at times you're like, okay, we can kind of shift and going to be honest here. Sometimes those shifts and those changes happen with you know subsequent children. The first one, we all know this. I'm a firstborn. So trust me, I know this super strict. And then as you get a little further, although because I'm aware of this, I am very conscientious of not falling into that trap. It's just, if you're a firstborn, you understand, you can send me a Facebook message and we can commiserate about it, about all the things we had to do that the baby of the family didn't have to do. All right, rabbit trail. Last thing I want to mention here is that we can feel in ourselves, we can kind of question like, is this okay? Is my kids going to be okay without technology? However, we also can run into it a lot from other people who are saying, what do you mean your kid doesn't have a phone? They're, well, almost 15 and still without a phone. Hmm, sounds a little bit like in my family. And people say, what do you mean? How, how are they ever going to understand technology? How are they, they don't, they don't have access to an iPad and they're 10 years old. You don't do, you're going to hear this from people. And that's okay. Because guess what? That's their opinion. You have your opinion as well. And you're carrying out your opinion because underneath your opinion, you have some convictions you have some reasons that are important to you. So don't worry. Don't let any of the naysayers make you feel like your kid is not going to understand technology. Because I can tell you from personal experience, I have seen it. Kids will pick up on technology very quickly. If you have ever watched a young child be given a phone, I'm not highly suggesting, I'm not even suggesting this at all <laughs> to do so, but they will just, they'll figure out how to, and I've heard stories where like, I have no idea how my kid got into this. I don't, what, I don't know what they did to my phone. They locked my phone. I can't, I can't unlock it. I, I have a philosophy, well, I have a, um, 
not a philosophy, I have an idea as to why this is, is because so you put a brand new iPhone that cost X amount of dollars in front of an adult who paid for that phone. And we are going to treat it very carefully. We don't want to mess it up. We don't want to get into anything we shouldn't. We don't want to lock screens. We don't want to do anything and and get stuck because we have that little bit of fear. Kids have no fear when it comes to technology because they didn't pay that X amount of money for that technology. And they're just a lot more curious and they'll find things out, which goes along with a meme that I saw recently was like, oh, I'm, you know, you're old when your children become your tech support, (laughs) because they just will get into it. And so even though I have created and carved out a bit of a sanctuary from technology in our homeschool, once I have introduced it and then gone on, they have figured things out. Like I have mentioned, my youngest can build a computer. And I'm like, okay, he had no computers, nothing all through elementary school. And here he is, He was actually in eighth grade at that time. So don't feel like they're not going to be able to figure things out because they will very easily and very quickly. And for me, then when my kids got into ninth grade, I started then having them learn all the ins and outs, taking programs when it comes like all the Microsoft programs. So like Word, Excel, PowerPoint. And so they've been able to figure all those things out from there's so much out there. So my last thing I there say is don't worry. Your kids will catch up and they will catch up quickly. So I hope that this has encouraged you. If you are looking to give your children an old-fashioned home education with either no or limited technology, go for it. Do it. You get to make those decisions. And I hope that these couple of points that I have mentioned have encouraged you and given you some ideas. I would really love to hear what you end up doing, what you decide to do, or what you really are doing right now, if this is something that you've been convicted about. Go ahead and pop that into the Facebook group. The link for that group, if you're not in it, is in the show notes. And one last final hoorah, yay, we reached 100,000 downloads. If you could leave a written review on Apple Podcasts, I would just, I just want to say thank you. I'd be super blessed. It would help out the program here, the podcast and all of the things, and also more importantly, help out more homeschool moms. All right, friend, have a great rest of your day. We'll see you right back here at Little by Little Homeschool in just a few more days. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.